You have reached Pod Level Midnight, a conversation show about sports, entertainment, and whatever else we find along the way. I'm your host, Josiah Duree. Let's go. It's time to talk about Space Jam. Kirsten is here. She has her Toon Squad jersey on. I sure do. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, the original Space Jam, as well as, of course, Space Jam, A New Legacy, which came out a couple weeks ago, uh, is in theaters and HBO Max, which we watched over the weekend. We watched both of them over the weekend, actually, to get familiar with the original and then to, um, yeah, break down the new one. So before we get into the movies, Kirsten, you have a jersey on. Obviously, you love Space Jam. What is your relationship with Space Jam? I, so Space Jam was my favorite movie growing up, my absolute favorite movie. I've seen it, I don't even know how many times, mostly as a kid, I've only seen it, well, the other day, and then I think one other time in my adult life. Um, And it's apparently something I talk about because how I got this jersey, um, in grad school, I talked about it enough that for Christmas we did uh, like a class Secret Santa and my Secret Santa literally got me a jersey. Like it says Toon Squad, it's from like the original, not the new jersey, it's from the new movie obviously, but a white jersey with this reddish orange bullseye thing, Toon Squad in the blue and then Bill Murray's name on the back, which is just obviously the best part. But shout out to Zach for getting me that for Secret Santa. Was that when I got you the Space Jam DVD too? Around the same time? No, that was a... You gave me that a couple years before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I picked up a few. It was like the Walmart $5 movies or whatever. All ones Uh, that I either loved or hadn't seen before. So Space Jam, Forrest Gump, which I still haven't seen, by the way. (laughs) I lost it. I don't know what... I straight up lost the movie you gave me. And then I, I don't actually remember the other ones you got me, but... That was the second time in my adult life that I watched Space Jam. Like, Well, technically the first then and then just the other day the rest was all in my childhood yeah yeah i loved space jam as a kid too um of course it came out when we were came out 1996 so we were like four and five years old um and yeah how could you not love it with looney tunes and basketball and everything else that goes along with that so um that being said so let's just talk about the first one for a little bit here first um the classic as they say Rewatching and revisiting the original Space Jam now, I have to say, it is not a great movie. It may not even be a good movie. That being said, before you get angry, that doesn't mean I don't like it, it doesn't mean I don't love it, but there's just a lot that's in there where if you didn't, if you just watch it for the first time now, it's like kind of a mess and, you know, a lot of the acting is really bad and some of the scenes just don't really make a whole lot of sense when you put them together and the concept is obviously pretty wild so that's that's i would say that's probably true for most kid movies though well that's exactly so the the nostalgia piece is big right as far as why people our age um 90s kids or maybe a little bit older um love space jam and i looked up i was curious to see just kind of like reviews and stuff so I looked up um, on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't necessarily the best like gauge, but it is interesting to check as far as what um, kind of critics and fans think of, of various movies. So the original Space Jam um, 
44% um, approved on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not very good. That's, you know, considered um, a negative score, negative review. Uh, with that being said, it was interesting to look at other movies, um, kids movies specifically that came out around the same time that we may have loved as kids, but didn't necessarily hold up when it looks, you know, when looked at with a critical eye. So like I said, Space Jam, 44%. Flubber, if, did you like Flubber? <laughs> I think I was kind of indifferent to Flubber, but yeah. Flubber, 24%. Pretty rough. <laughs> Mighty Ducks 2, which many would consider is the best Mighty Ducks, 20%. That one I'll fight against. We need to rewatch it, but um, that is a classic. Um, Angels in the Outfield, 33%. So kind of a common theme here, like movies, like sports movies for kids that were... um, In the 90s. In the 90s. Yeah, these are all between like 94 and 97. Um, And then another one, 1994, Little Rascals, um, 23%. So obviously... When a movie is made for kids, it doesn't have to be good, like, objectively. And that's fine. Like, whatever you love as a kid is is great. And it's not made for critics. It's not made for adults. But it is interesting to look back on that kind of thing. And now watching a new movie as an adult that's made for kids, it kind of you kind of have to keep that in mind as you um, analyze the new Space Jam. So let me <laughs> just say that. Um, but with all that being said, it's, like I said, objectively, critically, maybe it's not a good movie quote unquote but it's iconic and that means so much more than any sort of score or critical review um it's been a part of you know movie culture basketball culture um just us as a generation like growing up um and it's people love it and there's so many parts of it especially the soundtrack um you know the monsters other references that just have lived on for so much longer and it's iconic for that and that means way more than any review would yeah (laughs) so we're getting to why i like it so much yeah (laughs) all right i'm like holding myself back here okay i'm gonna highlight why i like it just knowing that the opposite of all these points is going to be true for the second (laughs) okay so i thought this was clever simple and funny okay so clever as an adult so as a kid i had like i was way too young to have any idea what was going on with michael jordan like i knew he played basketball had no idea i mean i think after watching the movie i may have been like i think my parents were like oh yeah and then he retired and then he went back to it but like that had no meaning for me when i was that young but i thought this was a very clever way to make up a story as to how did Michael get back into basketball like that these aliens and the Looney Tunes were like basically this movie is kind of saying that that was all part of it and then he finally like refines his love for basketball and I just thought that like now as an adult like that's just clever yeah it did come out like it was like a year or two I think it came out in 96 and he came back in 95 so yeah um yeah um, so, so then I think after it's, he failed as a baseball player, to be clear, <laughs> doesn't matter if he failed. He's that good <laughs> at basketball. He can. Of course, yeah. No, yeah. I'm glad he came back. Definitely glad. Okay, and then I didn't, did not remember like how funny the Looney Tunes were. Like I did grow up watching the Looney Tunes and some cartoons, very few because my parents just wouldn't let it. We, we could only watch certain things, but I think as a kid. 
more of the scenario of the cartoon was funny, like whatever kind of like shenanigans they got themselves into, that was more what I found funny at the time. But now as an adult, like the words that they speak and like the little one-liners that they have and just the actual um, like personalities of the characters, that's what I found way more funny. Like when the monsters land in Looney, I don't know what it's called, Toontown, Looney Tune Land, I don't know. Um, and they come off the plane trying to be all macho, but they're like, you know, a couple inches tall and Bugs just looks at them and goes, or looks at us, he looks at the audience and goes, huh, diminutive, ain't they? <laughs> like, that's funny. Um, and I never realized how much of a negative Nelly Daffy Duck is. Like, just everything he says, he's always just in a bad mood and just... Um, like there's that scene where Michael is trying to really pump the team up when they're being absolutely crushed, yeah. absolutely crushed at halftime. And Michael's giving this pep talk speech and you can hear Daffy kind of faintly in the background, but it's very distinct enough. He's like, oh yeah, let's hear the story. <laughs> and then Michael goes on and is trying to pump up. Well, this is a piece of work. <laughs> just these funny little one-liners that are just, oh man, I think he's hilarious too. Um, and that's just the cartoons. Then we have like the funny... Um, funny characters so the obvious ones like bill murray and gosh we keep calling him newman from he's newman he's newman we'll call him newman um and we'll Stay get to them the movie. yeah we'll get to them in a little bit later when i talk about the acting of this of this um movie but even the t- absolutely horrific actors like charles barkley and <laughs> all the all those basketball players like, they had some pretty funny parts, too. Like when he's, yeah, the writing is good for them. The writing is hilarious for them, and very much so something that I would have never, like, caught on to half of that as a kid. So, like, I don't know, just minorly inappropriate. When, like, they're doing, they're visiting the psychiatrist, and the psychiatrist is, like, to Patrick Ewing, um, so is there any other parts in your life that you're feeling you're, like, you're underperforming? <laughs> he just gets, like, so mad. No? And, like... I would have had no idea what that meant, like, as a child. And then um, my final part is Charles when he's praying. And he's, he, you know, he swears he's never going to go out with Madonna again <laughs> like that. I just think it's so funny. So, and also, like, yeah, even as an adult, like, these are all things that I just never even picked up as a kid. So, things I think are funny. Yeah, I think the Looney Tunes are the best part of probably both of these movies. Um they're just they're the real stars of the movies i guess more so than michael jordan and lebron because they just play off of them um and all the commentary and stuff that they have is you know what kind of takes these movies to um to another level as far as comedy wise and then bill murray is also the and he's only in like three scenes but he's the the best three scenes. <laughs> he steals the show in all of them. And the, um, with his, he's got a St. Paul Saints hat on, of course, while he's playing. So shout out for that. But the golfing scene is hip. He's just so. Funny. I'm gonna Let's next like time we go golfing, that. I need to write down what he said about. <laughs> I should. I need to find that. Yes, you Michael, say something. Let me find had, the line. Well, I guess I don't know which line you're talking about, but I'm probably when he's golfing and he's talking to the golf ball. Oh, no. I think it's funny when he's talking to Michael, like asking him, so do you, you know, they're going to need people to take over and make up for these players. And do you think I got a shot? Yeah. Michael's like, no. It's because I'm white, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. Larry's white. Larry's not white. Larry's clear. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, and he, all the, the whole time he's got um, that like umbrella hat on. Yes. <laughs> well, okay, going back to like comparing this to when I was a kid, like I didn't know who Bill Murray was. I thought he was just like the worst part of this movie because like I just had no idea who he was. And which is just like almost embarrassing now, but and he's obviously like one of the funniest parts. I'm rocking his jersey right now, mm-hmm. so Yeah, he's he's great. Um And then Newman, of course. And Newman is good too. They're like the only two actual actors in the whole movie. <laughs> well, but and it they... was smart of them to put actual like comedic actors Correct. in it and Correct. They definitely help carry it. While you're looking that up, the final thing I like about it is that... So this is mostly... I don't know if I would have thought this until I watched the second one. But it's simple. It's just a simple story. Simple... Like, and, and I understand we're talking about the 90s where the I don't technology... Know about simple. Uh, well, okay, no in comparison it's though. Like that's... A, the aliens stealing the talent through the basketball to and then growing and but it's a story like that you can follow. But, yeah, like, yeah, true. Like it's a story that you can follow and like not feel overwhelmed and confused. And again, that's not something I would have thought until I watched the second one, which is just like we'll get to that in a minute. But um, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on the first one. I'm a really big fan. I you'll hear it in a minute much bigger fan of the first than I am of the second. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, and that's just my personal opinion. I think it would take a lot for anyone to think the second one was better. But maybe you have other thoughts on that one. You are my friend, right? You are my ally. I hope you can hear this. My associate, my personal assistant. You are my weapon. You are leaving. <laughs> and then he holds the pose for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, if, if you can't hear that, I'll try to edit it in. But he's talking to the golf ball. He's like, you're my friend. You're my weapon. It's good. It's Rewatch it just for that scene. Just for the Bill Murray scene. To it's at the beginning, it. too. So you only have to watch a few minutes. Yeah, but he comes in at the end very clutch as well. And is, sure once does. again, hilarious. So, yeah. Anything else that you want to talk about with the first one? We already mentioned the soundtrack as well. Obviously pretty iconic. The soundtrack is just absolutely amazing. I was actually... Um, a little bummed that they didn't use a couple of those songs. One in particular in the second one, like I guess I was just expecting. I'm getting ahead of myself. We're not quite talking You're about the second one. You're yourself. Okay, it's fine. I'll just finish my thought though, <laughs> because I was a little disappointed. So, spoiler alert again: they don't use the Space Jam song in the second Space Jam. Like, we're not going to use a title song. But they don't. They use totally different songs, none of which I've ever heard. I don't know that any of them. I think they were they all played made for a few notes movie. of one of them. I don't remember which one. Was it that one or a different one? That could be, but it was, yeah. It was more of a... I don't think it was that one, though. Yeah. But it was more of a... Um, definitely in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the original Space Jam will live on. It'd be. I'd be curious to see what people think of it that aren't, like, weren't 90s kids. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's listening to this, I know my target audience is definitely people my age, but curious to hear people's thoughts, um, or if anyone like maybe never saw it for some reason and then went back and watched it because it hasn't aged like great as far as the quality of it, even if there ever was quality to it. Like oh, I said, but okay, so like I, anima- disagree. I mean the animation and some of the other stuff is pretty rough at times, but 
That See, gives it the I, charm too. I was gonna say because I like that. That's part of like the simplicity that I like. Yeah. Like, and it again, it, I'm sure it is like more nostalgic than anything, but um, I don't mind that animation at all. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts on the original Space Jam? Not for now. Not for now. Yeah, we'll refer back to it as we as we go. So, Space Jam: A New Legacy came out on what was it, the sixteenth? of July had been long talked about like, oh, someone should, you know, LeBron should do this for many years of his career. And then just a couple of years ago, they finally went ahead and did it, um, secured the rights and everything um, and announced it. And then it came out this summer. Um, and let me just say, I cannot come on this podcast and call myself a movie critic and say that Space Jam 2 is a good movie. Unfortunately, as much as I would love to but there are parts that I enjoyed, so we'll get into it. Um, sp- excuse me, not Space Jam Two, Space Jam: A New Legacy, yeah, which is we'll part call of it the Space Jam Two. Part of the um, confusion, but um, it did do well at the box office, um, better than projected. Mm-hmm. Um, opened at thirty-two million opening weekend, which was ahead of projections and stuff, and that's not including also HBO Max, which is where it's streaming. And I just think a lot of people have seen it. I've heard from a lot of people that have seen it, people I've talked to. We didn't get to watch it till like a week late, so there were already a lot of people I'd heard that had seen it. So that's exciting. I think people are, you know, bringing their kids and everything. Hopefully it's a fun time for them um, and they're able to enjoy it. So um, I'd say it's, like I said, it's not, it's hard to say that it's good critically, but, um, you know, still can be an enjoyable experience for people too. So I'd recommend it in that sense. Um, before we get into some of the specifics, do you have any overall thoughts? Yes. So earlier I said that basically my thoughts are all opposite of what I thought of the first one. So to kind of recap, I thought the first one was clever, funny, and simple. (laughs) I thought this one was dumb, made up, which I know they both are, but I'm going to elaborate on that later, and just way too techy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let me start with the positives first. Okay. <laughs> if you have any, I have some. I have one. <laughs> Go do your yours first. It's probably okay. On my so I thought it was fun that they um, in the movie. There's gonna be lots of spoilers, so just whatever. Um, I did enjoy how they bring in all the other Warner Brother worlds. Yeah. I thought that was really fun. Um, kind of throughout their travels of gathering the Looney Tunes back, but then kind of at the end when they're all fans of the game. Um, that was probably what I liked the most. I thought that was kind of clever. Um, I didn't even know like half of these things were Warner Brothers, like, um, Game of Thrones. I didn't know that. And Harry Potter, I did know that when I thought about it. Um, because at the beginning of all the Harry Potters, the Warner Brothers symbol gets darker and darker throughout all the, mm-hmm. but I had forgotten that. So I'm like, what? Harry Potter. Um, that being said, um. We're still doing positives. Okay. But that, if you that's wanna... all. That's all I <laughs> Yeah, um, like I said with the first one, I think just the Looney Tunes themselves and their primary scenes and stuff are the best part of both these movies, and they're um, good in this one as well. Um, Just the bits between the different characters, and one of the main kind of plot lines early in the movie is them, you know, LeBron gets sent down as a cartoon to find Bugs Bunny, and then they need to go and assemble the team, so it's getting back all the other Looney Tunes, and they have to get them from these other worlds, like you said, that are within the Warner Brothers universe so um, a few of the like notable ones and ones that were pretty fun were like mad max fury road um the wonder woman scene with lola bunny and then 
Casablanca was, I thought that was hilarious. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) so there's a few others as well. So that part was probably my favorite part of the movie was the, I don't know, was it like 30 minutes or so that it takes from when LeBron gets turned into a cartoon um, until up until the game itself, um, which is where things started to go downhill. So like the first hour of the movie, I really, I was like, wow, this is better than I was expecting. Um, Fortunately, unfortunately, it doesn't really carry on with that um, promise. But um, speaking of those scenes, I thought that LeBron's voice acting was actually pretty good in those parts. Like you don't. Is the, well, it has to be because he's not acting. Acting that was the exactly. Other, That's he, the thing, though. Voice acting is like it would be noticeably bad if it was bad. You know I'm what sure. I mean? Like him yeah. interacting with Bugs Bunny, like that actually worked. Yeah. As a voice actor. Yeah. And his acting in the actual movie was not good, but there were a few scenes that were like noticeably bad. But other than that, it was like fine. But obviously. Anytime you get a real actor on the screen, you can tell, you know, whether it's Don Cheadle or whoever else, like, it's just very clear, just like it was with Michael Jordan in the first one. And that's fine. Like, they're basketball players. So, um, a couple other things I'll just notice, I'll just note that were positives, I thought, um, kind of a nice, like, for kids, um, overall storyline and message as far as, like, him with his son and encouraging his son in the end to kind of um, pursue what he's interested in rather than what his father may pressure him into as far as basketball and that sort of thing. So that was, you know, a nice takeaway if kids are able to um, grasp that. Um, and then there's the moment, this was in the trailer too, but I'm a sucker for this. So um, there's the, during the game, there's the Lola Bunny recreating the Dwayne Wade pass and alley-oop to LeBron with the pose in the picture that was so famous. So that was, um, I appreciated that. Other than that, not a whole lot to celebrate unfortunately (laughs) so um yeah i think we can switch to the negatives now um you can go first because i'm sure you have a a long list well let me actually start let me start with this so for some reason like we said it's called space jam a new legacy instead of space jam 2 Mm. which and they kind of they like half reference space the original space jam like kind of under the table like as far times, as like yeah. a couple times like Bugs Bunny's like oh you are expecting us to make a movie or you know play a basketball game with a superstar in order to you know save whatever I don't remember the exact or a line, few but, times a couple of the characters when they're being recruited again like, like oh like, sounds familiar yeah, yeah been there done that yeah yeah exactly but they didn't reference it outright so I don't know if there was like actually some sort of I'm sure there's not a rights issue but for whatever reason they didn't want it they wanted it to be like its own thing rather than uh you know like the original space jam doesn't necessarily exist in this universe of space jam 2 so that was kind of weird and they also have the the head fake with bringing in michael jordan but it's michael (laughs) b jordan (laughs) daffy or i don't know who it was i just it's been 25 years i thought you just aged gracefully that was funny too okay go ahead but my tear it apart i don't know that i'll tear it apart but (laughs) okay so part of why reiterating why i thought the first was clever um they take a, a very unique and interesting scenario of michael jordan leaving going to baseball coming back and they kind of like make a spoof out of it 
and kind of an explanation to it where this is just a totally made up scenario. I felt like they were, honestly, I kind of felt like they were forcing to make this movie. Like I, somehow that first one just worked and this one just feels really, like they're making up this story of how LeBron, and, and I mean, it's, I'm sure there's some truth to it because every parent and every kid has like some relational issue at some point, but like they're making up this story of how like LeBron and his one son just don't really connect and how this kid just wants to be who he is and maybe not be a basketball player. And and maybe that is true. I don't know anything about LeBron, but like they made just, it. They made it because they knew it would make money. Obviously, That's yeah. All, like most remake or most you know. Sequels. Yeah, but I so just felt like it felt. It doesn't like have a force. No, it, yeah, it doesn't have a direct tie-in to anything in LeBron's no. career like it did. Which is Michael what Jordan. I kind of like about the about the first. Yeah, one. yeah. Sorry that LeBron has remained committed to the game oh, and played it. 18 consecutive seasons. Sorry, <laughs> Michael's just so good at sports that he can play two professional sports. Um, Minor league, but yeah. My biggest qualm with this, and maybe this is just a testament to how old I am. I just turned 30, you guys. Um, it was way too techy. Like, everything about it, like, uh, well, the big part of it is that... Um, Basically, they're in a video game, is what they are. Yeah. The game, like, is a video game. Um, and, like, they're in the server-verse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, it makes sense to be tech, but it's just way too much. Way too, like, way too complex. Way too much going on at once. My brain just felt mm-hmm. like it was in overload. Specifically overdrive. during the game. Specifically yeah. during the game, correct. Um, like... Just not my thing at all. Yeah. And maybe that's how all cartoons are not it. I have no idea. Maybe that's what the kids love. I think it's for the kids. Like, um, yeah, because I, I agree. That part, you know, one of the great things about, like you said, the original one, even though it sounds like an oxymoron, it is a simple concept and simple, like the gameplay is simple as well, even though it's like aliens and Looney Tunes and everything else, it's still very clean and easy to follow in a way, even though it's crazy. So... That's not the case here. Yeah, it's all over the place. They, for some reason, they have the scoring is all crazy, like with um, style points and whatever else, and it's like hard to follow in that way, and just kind of takes away from the stakes of the game. And it's like, and the game anytime lasts. you think it could like, you think they could just do something crazy and score a couple hundred points at once just to get back. You know, yeah. like it's not you can't follow it as a real basketball game yeah. as far as like what's going on. Right. Um, which kind of goes to what I was going to say earlier about how, even though I did like that it kind of brought all those Warner Brother worlds together, it just felt like it was, the movie just was trying to do too much. Yeah. I think it was just trying to do way too much. It was very messy and overstimulating. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I have that down as well. Um, the the game, like I said, my favorite part was probably the first hour, specifically the part from um, where he is in Toon World and um, going around with Bugs Bunny and assembling the team. As soon as they get to the game itself, you know, there's still some some good moments, but for the most part, it's pretty all over the place, and the game lasts really long. It um, lasted almost as long as a literal game. I was sitting well, there forever. True, it was at least, I would say it was probably 45 minutes. Yeah. Yep, and it's, yeah, just not very, and this is what they wanted. Like, if I was a kid right now, and I loved video games and stuff, I'm sure the concept of the Looney Tunes, if, if kids still know who the Looney Tunes are... <laughs> You know, with NBA players playing a video game, basketball game would be really cool. And I'm sure that I hope it is for kids. Like, I hope it's really exciting for them, but it doesn't really connect for us. So 
That's okay though. It's not for us. Mm-hmm. Um, the other negative I have, and I'm sure you have others too, is um, one of the things that you mentioned for the for one of the good parts about the first one was that the different pro players, Charles Barkley, others, Muggsy Bogues, have like their own little storyline. Like it's like a B plot, like with them coping with losing their talent and just some other little funny moments and stuff like that. The pro players in this movie have one scene where they meet LeBron's son for like 30 seconds and he like scans them into the game and that's it. Like there's no, nothing else for them to do, which... Except for when they're in their like video game. Yeah, and that's not them. That's just, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I know that sounds backwards because we just talked about how bad of actors basketball players are, but still it's fun. You know, we know that that's what we're getting. So it would have been fun to feature them a little bit more, I think. And they also don't have the kind of sidekick characters that the original had with um, Newman or Bill Murray. There's not really the equivalent of that because they leave the real world, you know, pretty quickly. And there's not, there's one character that's supposed to be like LeBron's friend, Maverick Carter's He was just kind of a guy, waste of But he doesn't really do anything. No, he doesn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. So that was missing. They did bring in like Lil Rel and Ernie Johnson and stuff to announce the game. So that was all right. But there's not really that comedic point beyond just the Looney Tunes themselves doing their thing. Yeah. Did you have anything else that you want to... I actually, you know, if I took more time (laughs) to really process what I watched last night, I would probably come up with a lot more. But at this time, no, that's my list. Okay. Um, You mentioned this movie being, like, they felt like they needed to make it. Um, do you think that it was, what do you think, why do you think that they decided to make it, or why do you think LeBron said yes to it? I think the only reason LeBron would say, well, first of all, he has young kids, yeah, like, you know, a couple that are older, but like his daughter's pretty young. So I'm sure he thought, you know, this is something that could be fun, if nothing else for my kids. I think the real reason was that and you're smirking because you know it too. Like no, I know what you're gonna say. Obviously, the main reason is to like try and one up Michael. Like, look, I got this part two. Also, like to tr- like it's just it's just a continuation of this Michael Jordan versus LeBron James, who's the goat kind of a thing. Yeah, I would two things I would say one. People have been asking for him to make this for a long time and he kind of held yeah. off and then for whatever reason decided to now because I guess he liked it maybe like for the kids like you said. But two, you're right that one person in the discussion decided to make a movie because they felt threatened by the other one. But it's the other way around. You so, think Michael Jordan felt threatened from threatened from LeBron in the 1990s? I'm gonna, no, no, no. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. So you remember when we watched The Last Dance, which yeah. came out last year. Michael Jordan approved the Last Dance documentary, all the footage that had been they've been sitting on for 20 years. He approved it to be released the day of the Cleveland Cavaliers 2016 championship parade. Good for him. After LeBron had just defeated a 73-19, and 19, the best team of all time in the regular season, come back from a 3-1 deficit, finished the series with 41-41 and a triple-double, led the entire series in points, rebounds, blocks, assists, steals, and broke a 50-year title drought for Cleveland and fulfilled his promise to Cleveland to win a championship and had the signature moment of his career. 
So that's what happened there. And you think LeBron's just kind of getting back at him by agreeing to this one finally? No, I think he oh. just wanted to do it. Okay. Not like Michael Jordan's done anything. I mean, there will be, you know, 15, 20 years from now, LeBron will come out with some documentary too. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, I'm sure it'll be produced by him because he already produces stuff too. And it'll probably be biased just how The Last Dance was biased because Michael Jordan produced it. So that's what it is. And it's fine. Um, everyone can... It's not what this podcast is for. We'll definitely get into it a lot more in the future as far as those two. But we're talking <laughs> about the movies. So, um, but yeah, that's that's what happened there. Anyways, I want to get to, I have a few, we've mentioned these a little bit already, but I want to go through them just to kind of wrap it up here. So I think we, well, I'll save this conclusion for the end, but I want to go through a few comparisons, just kind of rapid fire of the of some features of each movie um just to so we can each say just kind of which one was better Um, and we've discussed some of these already but just to kind of for a scorekeeping purposes Mm -hmm. best out of five i have five categories here so first category you already have it um the jerseys the aesthetics of the game whatever you want to say um the original had the very clean white with um with blue Jerseys, Toon Squad jerseys, and then the Monstars were, what were they, like green and purple or something like that? Oh, I honestly don't remember. Yeah. Um, Michael Jordan also had a couple signature shoes in the movie, the Space Jam. Elevens, of course, were, are iconic and, you know, one of the greatest shoes of all time, probably. Um, And the new one, they have the kind of teal jerseys with the big Toon logo on the side, which I actually kind of like, but they're not nearly as clean as the originals. Um and yeah i like a lot of lebron shoes but the ones that he came out with for this are not no not what i'm feeling so anything to add i know i think we both agree that it's the right. original the for original this. ones yes for yeah. mostly for what you said it's, they're just clean and simple i am not a fan of any of like okay, not any i'm a fan of very few of like whatever weird NBA jerseys try and come out. Like those, what is it, the Heat? They have the pink and the teal? Yeah, those are bad. Like, come on, folks. And that's how I felt about... You like the Prince ones? Yeah. But yeah. like, I could do But yeah, do a without. lot of the like super aggressive yeah. colors and stuff are not... And that's kind of how these... It's kind of like a teal and orangish. Uh, the ones that LeBron's wear, LeBron wears. Kind of like too... Color- They're not tie-dye by any means, but it's just too much. Mm-hmm. LeBron wearing number six in this movie, so he doesn't do everything to be like Michael Jordan, by the way, which he's switching to next year, so interesting to see what happens there. Um, another one, another easy one, the soundtrack of the original versus the new one. Original, yeah, by far. It's hard to... The new one, I listened to some of it before, and I was like, this is not hitting. It was okay in the movie itself, like where it comes up, I feel like. But, I mean, they're trying to make... Like, they have a bunch of hip-hop and rap people making kid-appropriate songs. So it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not on the same level as the, you know, it's no Black, Pi- Black Panther soundtrack or anything like that. So, yeah, the original for that, classics, I believe I can fly, whatever else. So, any other favorite songs that you have from that? Well, the Just Space the main Jam Space Jam theme, theme yeah. Um, okay, next category. Both of these movies feature the kids of the main star, um, but it's 
actors in both cases, not the actual kids. So the kid actors, which movie had better kid actors? Well, the second one did, but that's not a really fair question. So, like, the first one, the acting just in general, like, even Michael, not great. But the kids are really only in it for, like, probably a total of less than five minutes, um, where they had to yeah. get a decent actor for the second one. He's, he's a, a bigger storyline. Much yeah. bigger storyline. He's in almost the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. So, the another category would be compare the rosters of the monsters in this case goon squad um, by the players that they are represented by so i'll just run through the rosters here so in the original space jam the nba nba players who get their talent stolen by the monsters are mugsy bogues charles barkley patrick ewing larry johnson and sean bradley Um, all pretty big names at the time you know in the mid 90s in the new the Space Jam New Legacy, um, the characters, they don't get their talent stolen, but they're like scanned into the video game with their skills or whatever. So in the New Legacy, it's um, Damian Lillard, Diana Taurasi, Clay Thompson, Neka Agwumake, and Anthony Davis. So I don't know if you have opinions on this based on the players. I have very few opinions. My, yeah. my, my opinion ends at the fact that I know four out of the five of the new ones and I yeah. know two out of the five of the first <laughs> ones. So like, um, just by that fact alone, I guess I would have to say that the second one is better because like I know how talented they all are. Yeah. Um, at least four of them I don't know. Not good when we get. Yeah, I don't know her. Yeah. Former MVP. But yeah, it's... I would give it to the new one in this just as far as if we're just looking at talent as far as you have champions, you have MVPs, you have, you know, iconic players. Of course, Charles Barkley, one of the, I don't know what you want to say, 25, 30 best players of all time. Patrick Ewing up there. Some of the other guys were a little bit more B-level. I don't know. A positive. Okay, I have another positive for the second one. Um LeBron makes fun of Anthony Davis's unibrow. Pretty yeah. much just tells him to get rid of it. <laughs> it's just... That is hilarious. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, and just um, cool to have WNBA players in this. Diana Taurasi is a legend. Neko Gwumake, great talent. So that's cool as well, just that incorporation. Okay, last um, category here for comparisons. We have it at 2-2 two to two right now, which is with some rigging of these questions to make it close, but that's fine. <laughs> last one, um, better sidekick. Stan, a.k.a. Newman. Newman, a.k.a. Stan, I should say. Or Malik, who is the Maverick Carter stand-in who chases around and tries to find LeBron after he gets like abducted into the internet. Not even close. Stan <laughs> slash Newman for the win. Yeah. The other guy is completely worthless, does nothing. Newman is hilarious all the time in everything that he's in. Yeah, I don't know why they couldn't get someone else to play. Maybe that. because it you was an get... insignificant role. Like maybe they just didn't. That's really... true. Yeah, they could have expanded it. Yeah. I mean, Lowell could have done that instead. That's that's or, true. It would have been good in that part. Like Lucky Stanfield, someone like that, someone funny. But yeah, that's too bad. Like we said, that's kind of a part that's missing from the from the new one is that um, the kind of real life characters beyond LeBron and his family. So, all right, with that, we would have to give the edge to the original Space Jam. I think because of the just iconic nature of it and. You know, in some ways, more um, just achieved more as as a movie and with the 
different moments within it that will live on probably more than than this new one. But, you know, we don't know what the kids think about this one. There may be, I'm sure there's some that love it, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing else have. to add to yeah. that. That's perfect. Yeah. That's what we have. Um, but yeah, if you want to check out Space Jam A New Legacy, actually both of them are on HBO Max right now. Um, and then if anyone has listened this long, I want to say that please give us a help us with a little project. So Kirsten obviously is on here. This is her second time giving a, um, a movie review. And this is going to become kind of a recurring segment for us with Kirsten giving her movie reviews. So Kirsten is the person that watches movies with me the most. So she is the one that is <laughs> equipped to talk about the movies that I watch. So, and she has good opinions that people like to hear. So um, with that being said, with it being a new segment, we want to come up with a, a name of it, a name for it of some kind. So not just like Kirsten's reviews or Kirsten's corner or something like that, but anyone that comes up with something, something creative, cool. something yeah. cool, um, hit us up either, you know, you know where to reach me or else we have the pod level midnight Instagram account now. I'll probably, once we get some suggestions, maybe put a poll up or something like that, get a little engagement going, but we'd love to come up with a good name for this segment before the, before the next, I don't know what the next movie you'll be reviewing is. Um, what comes out soon? I don't know. Couple months till till Dune. That'll be one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's like anything that. else on the. I think that we have a couple TV shows we've been talking That's about. That's true. Yeah, TV as well. So. Yeah. But the name can incorporate either one. Mm-hmm. So, I know I got a lot of creative friends out there. So would appreciate any help on that. And yeah, looking forward to hearing what people have to say. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll talk to you guys next time. No shot clock. You need one stop. Do you send multiple players at LeBron? Down to five. Down to three. Make somebody else beat you. three on the way. He got it! Make somebody else beat you. Take the ball out of his hands. The game is over. Yes, it is.